Welcome to Main Menu for October 7th, 2011. I'm Jamie Pauls. On this week's edition of Main Menu, after our weekly tech update from Chase Crispin, David Woodbridge of Vision Australia shows us how to use the Mac App Store with VoiceOver. Next, Chase Crispin continues his Dropbox series with a look at using the service on the iOS platform. Finally, Chase talks to us about boot camping a Mac, which provides one way of using Windows on a Mac. That's all coming up on this edition of Main Menu. Tech Update, a technology news segment heard on ACB Radio's Main Menu and Accessible World's Tech Talk. Hello, Main Menu and Tech Talk. This is Chase Crispin with the Tech Update for the week of October 3rd, 2011. This week, we have a mixture of both mainstream and assistive technology news, almost all of which are quite major and will affect a very large number of people. First is the announcement from Code Factory about Mobile Accessibility Lite. Mobile Accessibility Lite is basically a slimmed down version of Mobile Accessibility that still gives you many of the same features. The good news about Mobile Accessibility Lite for AT&T customers is that you can get Mobile Accessibility Lite for free. This version of Mobile Accessibility for Android will allow you to do things like answer and place calls, manage your contacts, send and receive text messages, send and receive emails, browse the web, and listen to your music through the Mobile Accessibility Music Player, which is only included in Mobile Accessibility Lite. If you are an AT&T customer with an AT&T Android phone running Android 2.1 or later, you can get Mobile Accessibility Lite from the Android market for free. To learn more about Mobile Accessibility Lite, you can visit CodeFactory.es. Humanware has made another announcement about the Victor Reader Stratus, a product that I mentioned a few months back here on Tech Update. Humanware has now announced that the Victor Reader Stratus M is shipping. This is Humanware's first model of the Victor Reader Stratus, their next edition of CD-based digital talking book players. The Victor Reader Stratus will play both protected and unprotected, DAISY audio and textbooks from CD, DVD, SD card, or flash drive storage. You can, now sh- you can now order your Victor Reader Stratus M and have it shipped to you today, so to learn more about this new device or to place your order today, you can visit humanware.com. The last two items I have for Tech Update today are relating to Apple. The first announcement is a rather exciting announcement and is something that many of us have been anticipating for quite a while. And the second is a very unfortunate event that I will talk about after I talk about the first thing. The first item is the announcement of the iPhone 4S. There was a lot of speculation that Apple might announce the iPhone 5 or the 4S or both the 5 and the 4S. Apple held an event and announced the iPhone 4S. The major news of the iPhone 4S is that it has the popular A5 chipset that will make the iPhone much faster and also, because of dual-core technology, improve graphics. The iPhone also now has an 8-megapixel camera, 
with a lot of internal technology that improves the resolution and focus of the camera. This will not only allow for higher quality photos, quicker response times when taking photo and video, but it will also allow for better images and OCR results for the apps that blind users use, such as VizWiz and Omobi. The iPhone 4S looks just like the iPhone 4 in terms of shape, but the antennas in the inside that caused a lot of problems with signal have been revamped, and one iPhone will now work on both CDMA and GSM networks. The iPhone 4S will come in either black or white and in sizes of 16GB for $199 with a two-year contract, 32GB for $299 with a two-year contract, or a 64GB iPhone for $399 with a two-year contract. The new iPhone 4S also contains a voice interface called Siri that allows you to do pretty much everything by voice commands. You don't need to speak in a robotic voice. The iPhone supposedly picks up your voice and understands you. You can do everything from sending emails to getting your current location to the weather to searching the web and just about everything you can imagine just by using the new Siri voice command interface. This is not something that will be built into iOS 5. However, it is something that will only come in the iPhone 4S because of its faster processor. The iPhone 4S will ship with iOS 5 and the iCloud technology talked about earlier here on Tech Update. The iPhone 4S will be available for pre-order starting on Friday, October 7th, and you can actually pick up an iPhone 4S and get one in your hands starting on Friday, October 14th. To learn more about the iPhone 4S available from AT&T, Verizon, and Sprint in the U.S., as well as many other new carriers outside of the U.S., you can visit Apple.com. Note that the only update to the iPod Touch is that it will now come in black or white. There's really no other news that we know about about the iPod Touch. Apple did not unveil a new iPod Nano or iPod Shuffle. The second announcement that I have for Apple is something, as I mentioned just a minute ago, that is quite sad. This is the death of Steve Jobs, who passed away yesterday. When I'm recording this, yesterday was Wednesday, the 5th of October. Steve Jobs passed away at the age of 56 from cancer, which he had been battling for many years. He stepped down from Apple just a few weeks ago, and he did pass away yesterday morning. Apple is now being headed by Tim Cook. You can find articles about Steve Jobs' death and biography and all kinds of stuff on just about every website, but to see official announcements and such on him, you can visit apple.com. This will conclude the tech update for Main Menu and Tech Talk for the week of October 3rd, 2011. I'm Chase Crispin. Thank you for listening to this week's Tech Update. If you have any comments or anything you would like to see added to next week's Tech Update, please call 206-337-4383 or email chase at acdradio.org. And be sure to listen to next week's Main Menu and Tech Talk. The following program was produced by Vision Australia. Visit them on the web at www.visionaustralia.org. Vision Australia. Blindness and low vision services. In this demonstration, I want to take you through using the Mac App Store on the Apple Mac using VoiceOver. 
currently got my MacBook turned on, VoiceOver is running, and because I'd like to start an unknown point on my Mac, I'm going to press Shift Control Option D to jump to the desktop with VoiceOver. Desktop, DAVIDW9, selected volume. Now, if you've got Mac OS 10.6.6 and above, you'll have the App Store on your dock and also in your Applications folder. I'm going to access it from the dock. So I'm going to move to the dock by pressing Control Option D for dock. Deep dock. Finder. Running. One of 71. And by default, it's the second position in the dock. So let's move to the right with Control Option right arrow. App Store. Two of 71. And there's the App Store. Let's activate it by pressing Control Option spacebar. App Store. App Store. Window, App Store, HTML content has keyboard focus. Now the way the App Store is basically organized is you have two areas of the screen to interact with. The current HTML area that I'm currently sitting inside of when the app launched and a toolbar area where you can select different options to view and of course you've also got your normal Apple menu as well. So let me first of all uninteract with this particular HTML area and the uninteract command being shift control option up arrow. Stop interacting with scroll area. And we'll jump to the top of the window by doing shift control option home. Toolbar. And that's our toolbar. Let me just interact with that to show you what's inside it. So we'll interact by doing shift control option down arrow. Interact with toolbar. Eight items. Back. Dimmed button. And let's just go through the options with control option right arrow. Forward. Dimmed button. Featured button. That's the featured button. By default, that's actually what the app store comes up in the HTML area, displaying the featured items. Top charts button. Top charts, as in top grossing, top free, top paid, etc. Categories button. Categories, as in business, finance, etc. Purchases button. Purchases as in what you've purchased so far from the App Store. Very useful if you've deleted an application and you want to reinstall it on your current Mac or another Mac that you can use with your Apple ID. Updates button. Updates. Updates to any existing applications you've pre-installed already. Search text field blank. And a search text field to type in a search to search for an item within the Mac App Store. Let me uninteract with the toolbar by doing shift control option up arrow. Stop interacting with toolbar. And let's jump down to the bottom of the screen with shift control option end. HTML content. There's a HTML area. Let's interact with that with shift control option down arrow. Interact with HTML content link. Personal projects. That's the first link of the page. Let's just go down item by item by doing control option right arrow and you can hear what the page sounds like. Link. The secret of Monkey Island trademark. Special edition. Blank. The stroke of midnight. Blank. Bubbled harp. Heading level 2. New and noteworthy. Okay, now up to the heading. New and noteworthy. And basically, each of these headers have now got links underneath them. So rather than going through each individual link, let's just jump to the headers. So we'll do Control Option Command H to move forward by header. Heading level 2. What's hot? What's hot? Heading level 2, staff favorites. Staff favorites. Heading level 2, quick links. Quick links. Now let's just show you what's in quick links. 
So let's do control option right here to go item by item. List nine items. Blank. Welcome David. Blank. Account. Blank. Redeem. So we've got welcome, account, redeem, as in redeem iTunes gift cards. Blank. Support. All categories. Pop-up button. Support and an all categories button. Blank. iLife 11. And then some examples. iLife 11. Blank. iWork. iWork. Blank. Aperture. Aperture. Blank. Personal projects. Et cetera, et cetera. But basically the one thing that I wanted to just really show you was the account, redeem, and support link. So let's jump to the next header with control option command H. Heading level two. Two items. Blank. See all. Top paid. That's top paid. Heading level two. Two items. Blank. See all. Top free. Top free. And finally. Heading level two. Two items. Blank. See all. Top grossing. Top grossing. And if I was to press control option spacebar and have those header straight link items, we would actually see all items with each of those categories. And of course, if we want to go back header by header, we add a shift key to our command. So that will be shift control option command H. We'll just do that now for a few headings. Heading level two, two items, blank. See all, top three. Okay, so back to top three. Heading level two, two items, blank. See all, top paid. Top paid, etc. So let's uninterrupt with that now by doing shift control option up arrow. Stop interacting with HTML content. Now before we go any further, I just want to show you the actual menu bar. And by the way, at the moment of this recording in February 2011, there are no preferences that you would normally get to by doing command comma. So let's go to the menu bar with control option M. Menu bar, Apple. And we'll go across with control option right arrow. App Store. Edit. Store. And this is the one I wanted to show you. So let's pull that down with control option down arrow. Store. Menu. 11 items. Back. Dim command. Left bracket. Okay, so when you've gone to a link from another link, you can go back with command left bracket. Down to the next option. Forward, dim command, right bracket. The same thing, you can go forward with command right bracket. Reload page, command R. Reload page with command R. That's actually very useful because I find sometimes when the app store loads, particularly when I'm on a wireless network on my MacBook Air, sometimes it'll say HTML empty, and if I do command R, it reloads that HTML area with the App Store in working order again. Search command F. Search command F. So rather than going to the toolbar and finding the search edit field, we can do command F, which we'll go through in a little while. Check mark featured. Check mark featured, which we're currently viewing the HTML area. And here are the other options that are already in the toolbar, but they're in this menu as well. We've got top charts. Top charts. Categories. Categories. Purchases. Purchases. Updates. Updates. Sign out. Then we've got sign out. View my account. D-A-V-I-D ellipsis. And view my account. So let's press escape to come out of the menu bar. Closing menu. HTML content. So let's move on to look at the categories button. So we'll go to the toolbar with shift control option home. Toolbar. Interact with shift control option down arrow. Interact with toolbar. Eight items. It's control option runner over the categories. Forward. Dim. Featured. Button. Top charts. But categories. Button. Control option space bar to select. Press. Categories. Button. Now, here's what I want to introduce a little trick. Yes, we can interact with the toolbar 
jump to the bottom of the window, interact with the HTML area, and then proceed onwards from there. A fast way to get the HTML area, particularly since the HTML area is set out with headings, is to jump straight to the first heading in the HTML area by doing the header command for VoiceOver. So let's do that now. Control, Option, Command, H. Heading level two, categories. And these categories basically have two links. One is the name of the link. The second one is the name of the link, and I believe with an image. Under each one of those two category headings, if you like, for the same category, there are example links. So it'll make more sense when we go through the first one. So I'm going to go link by link. I'm going to press Control, Option, Command, L. Business link. Business link. Okay, so I heard it say business link twice. And now we'll get to the samples. Citrix receiver link. Citrix receiver. Dockhaven link. Dockhaven. Spot documents link. Spot documents link. And keep in mind, any one of these, you can press Control, Option, Spacebar on to go into it and look for more information about the application and also access the purchase button. Developer tools link. Here's the second category, developer tools, and of course we'll get a second link again, the same thing. Developer tools link. Okay, developer tools again, and here comes the examples. Text wrangler link. Text wrangler. Key codes link. Key codes. Status bar link. Status bar. Education link. And here's the third category, education. Education link. The second link of education, and then the examples. World Explorer link. Learn the switch to Mac link. Okay, and so on. So I'll leave you to explore the rest of those categories. Let's uninteract again with the HTML area with Shift Control Option Up Arrow. Stop interacting with HTML content. Let's now go to Purchases. So top of screen with Shift Control Option Home. Toolbar. Interact with Shift Control Option Den Arrow. Interact with Toolbar. Eight items. Back button. Let's go across to Purchases. Forward, right dim, featured, button, top charts, button, categories, button, purchases, button. Okay, purchases, control option, spacebar. Press, purchases, button. And let's jump to the HTML area straight away with the header command for voiceover. Control option, command, H. Heading level two, news rack. And that's the first header of the item in my purchases, which is news rack. Now I should warn you now that some of the applications you're going to hear are not compatible with VoiceOver. I've actually purchased some of these items for my family and friends as well on my Mac at home. So if I keep going with Control Option Command H. Heading Level 2 Watchdog for MacBook. Heading Level 2 Absolute Radio Player. Heading Level 2 Menu Weather Light. These are not of the list of applications that are installed. These are all the applications I've downloaded from the Mac App Store. So a few of these programs I've actually taken off my MacBook and I can use this section here to reinstall them to the Mac. So again, let me come out of here. Um, I've got 85 purchased items so far, so we're not going to go through the whole lot of them. And also, as we did with the other categories before, you can press Shift, Control, Option, Command, H to also go backwards through the headers as well. So let me uninteract with Shift Control Option Up Arrow. Stop interacting with HTML content. Back up to the top to the toolbar with Shift Control Option Home. Toolbar. Interact with Shift Control Option Down Arrow. Interact with Toolbar. Eight items. Back button. And let's go across to Update. Forward. 
Dim button, featured button, top charts, button, categories, button, purchases, button, updates, button. Okay, control options, space power select. Press updates button. And again, let's jump to the first header on the HTML page with control option command H. Heading level one, two items, 35 updates available. Okay, so it says 35 updates available. I really should get around to that. So let's just go item by item so you can hear what the page sounds like. So control option right arrow. Update all button. It's the update all button. Control option right arrow. 35 updates available. That was the header. Control option right arrow. Link. I license. That's a link. I license. And again, I could press control option spacebar to go inside and have a look at the app. List four items. And when I say I look at the app, I mean an app on the Mac App Store, not go and launch the app on the actual Apple Mac itself. Heading level two. I license. Okay, going. David Wheeler, version 1.2, released 29 January 2011, end of list, list one item, edit menu fixes, improved basic view, end of list. Okay, so it's basically told us what the application is, who the developer was, what the update incurs, and we should now get to... Update button. An update button, I can actually update that app, rather than using the all update button at the top of the page. So let's uninteract. Stop interacting with HTML content. Now let's use the find command to find an application and download it from the Mac App Store. So rather than going to the toolbar and going to the search edit area, I'm just going to do command F find. Search, search text field blank. And let's type in translate and see what we get. T-R-A-N-S-L-A-T-E. Pressing enter. Translate. Highlighted. And let's use the header command again, which is control option command H to see what we've got in our search items. So I'll do that now. Heading level two, search results for translate. And let's go item by item with control option right arrow. One ten of ten. Sort by relevance pop-up button. Translate group with two items. We'll keep going down the page, but I'll actually explain what that group with two items means when we actually get to the one that I actually want to use. So control option right arrow. Just translate group with two items. Quick translate group. Translator free group. I speak translator group. OCRTOLS group. Translator with voice group with two items. That's the one I want. Now with two items means that rather than being a hyperlink as the other ones were in the other categories, this is a group. So we have to interact with the group to then get more information with it. So of course the interact command is shift control option down arrow. Two items interact with translator with voice group with two items. Two yeah, items link translator with voice. That's a link that would take us into more information about the app. Control option right arrow. List three items. And again. Link translator with voice. That's the link. Travel. Travel is the category. Buy translator with voice. $3.99 button. And that's the purchase button. If it was free, it would say free button. So we'll actually purchase that with control option spacebar. Press buy translator with voice. $3 and not interact with dialogue for window app store. Sign in to download from the app store. If you have an Apple ID, sign in with it here. If you have used the iTunes store or mobile. And we'll shut off the control key. Now I'm actually going to jump through these fields to get to the security text field the type of my password for my account. So to do that, I'm just going to use Control Option Command J. Forgot button. D A V I D Apple ID Edit Text 
password secure edit text. Okay, I'm going to type in my Apple password and press enter. Bye. Translator with voice. $3.99. Dimmed button. Closing dialog. Are you sure you want to buy and download Translator with voice? Your payment method will be charged for this purchase and your app will begin to download immediately. Yes, we do. And the buy button is the default, so I can just press enter. Buy. Translator with voice. $3.99. Dimmed button. Closing now, dialog. Say, I've got no idea whether this application is accessible. But let's go to the dock now with Control Option D. HTML dock, App Store, running two of seventy-two. Now I've got seventy-two items because I had seventy-one before. Now they add the application that you've just downloaded to the end of the dock before you get to your application documents and downloads folder and the trash folder. So I'm just going to jump to the end of the dock with Shift Control Option End. Trash seventy-two of seventy-two. Now I'm going to come back to the left with Control Option Left Arrow. Documents folder. Downloads folder, applications folder, separator, separator, translator with voice. Downloading 67 of 72. Okay, translator with voice, downloading. Now, at the moment, there's no way of telling with voiceover, as, and as far as I know, with vision, what the percentage of the download has actually been yet. But basically, when it's finished downloading, the word download will disappear and the app will be both in your dock and in your applications folder and you can remove it out of your dock if you so wish and you can also reorganize it on your dock keep in mind removing it off your dock does not delete the application it's still sitting in your applications folder and it's still installed the dock basically is a shortcut key or a short way to get to an application quickly so let's just do control option right and left arrow to check if it's downloaded. So I'm going to do control option right arrow to go to the next item. Separator, separator, 68 of 72. Control option left arrow to go back to the previous item. Translator with voice. Downloading 67 of 72. And it's still downloading. The other thing I've found that it's when it's downloading, if I try and read my current focus on the dock with control option F3 as now. Translator with voice. Installing is in the voiceover cursor. It will actually also give us information. Sometimes I've noticed though when you do that, when it's actually downloading rather than installing, it just says list. So either just use control option right and left to go forward and back, or try control option F3 and see what happens. So let's see if it's been installed now. I'm going to do control option F3 again. List is in the voiceover cursor. And that's what I mean. Now it actually says list. So let's do control option right arrow. Separator, separator, okay, 68 of 72. Item. Go back to the left with control option left arrow. Translator, 67 of 72. And there it is. Let's run the application now with control option spacebar. It's been installed and it's on my Mac. Translator, translator, window, translator, edit text. And there's the translator app. So basically I could type in some English text in my case and get it translated to other languages. As I said earlier on, I've got no idea whether this application is voiceover friendly. Its function was basically to show you how to download an application off the Mac App Store. So let me close the application with Command Q. App Store, Window, App Store, HTML content. And just to keep things nice and tidy, since we've now finished with the Mac App Store, I'm actually going to close it now with Command Q. Finder, Window. Let me show you how you can remove that 
application from your dock if you don't want it. So let's go do Control Option D for dock. List dock. Translator 67 of 72. Okay, and we're still on it on the dock because that's the program we just launched last. Let's bring up the context menu with Shift Control Option M. Menu two items. Control Option down arrow to go down the items. Options. Submenu. We want to go into options, so control option spacebar. Options. Submenu. Three items. Remove from dock. And that's the one we want. Remove from dock, so we do control option spacebar. Closing. Closing menu. List. Finder. Window. Applications. List view. Table. Now again, if we want to go back onto the dock. List. Dock. Finder. Running. One of 71. Now we want to check if it's gone, but they've got 71 items rather than 72. But let's just double check. Let's jump to the end of the dock with Shift Control Option End. Trash 71 of 71. Let's go to the left with Control Option Left Arrow. Documents folder. Downloads folder. Applications folder. Separator. Separator. File sync. Running 66 of 71. And there we go. File sync was my previous application on my dock. And translator's gone. But let's say, for example, you had an application and you wanted to move it. Then the way to move it to the left is to do option command left arrow and you'll actually hear what voiceover says. File sync moved to the left of watchdog for MacBook. Okay, so I've moved it to the left of watchdog for MacBook. So now if I go to the right with control option right arrow. Watchdog for MacBook. Sixty six of seventy separator separator sixty seven of seventy one. So let me go back with control option left to get back to file sync. Watchdog for MacBook. Sixty six of seventy one. File sync running 65 of 71 and I want to move it back to the right of watchdog for MacBook so I do option command right arrow file sync move to the right of watchdog for MacBook and there it is back in its spot where it was before so you can move things around get to the item you want and do option command left arrow to keep moving it to the left or option command right arrow to keep moving it to the right let me just go to the desktop with shift control option D. Desktop. Now remember when I said when you remove it from the dock, it's still in your applications folder. So let's jump to the applications folder by doing shift command A for applications folder. Applications. Now in window, applications, list view, table, one row selected, name, watchdog for, macbook.app, date modified. Let's interact with the applications folder. So shift control option down arrow. Interact with list view table row 102 of 106 selected. Okay, I've got 106 items in my applications folder. Now we want to jump to the translator application. So I'm just going to do TR and see what we land on. Translator.app. Okay, and there it is. So if we wanted to launch it again, we could do Control Option Spacebar to relaunch it. If I want to add it back to the dock, I can do that with a Mac command, which is Shift Command T. Add to dock. And now it's back on the dock. And just to show you, let's jump back to the dock. Control Option D. Trans dock. File sync running 66 of 72. Back to 72 items. So hopefully that's put it at the end of my items after file sync. So let's do Control Option right arrow. Translator 67 of 72. And there it is back again. So I guess what I'm getting at in this demonstration is that it's extremely easy to search for items on the Mac App Store extremely easy to download items, install items, locate the items, take them on and off the dock and resort the items on your dock, all done with VoiceOver, the Mac and the Mac App Store. 
So that concludes this demonstration. I hope you've enjoyed listening to it. If you've got any other questions about adaptive technology in respect to Apple products, please contact the Adaptive Technology Help Desk at Vision Australia on 1300 847 466. Thanks for listening and bye for now. Vision Australia. Blindness and low vision services. The preceding program was produced by Vision Australia. Visit them on the web at www.visionaustralia.org. Hello again, Main Menu listeners. I'm Chase Crispin, here to add to the Dropbox tutorial that you heard here on Main Menu a few weeks ago. This week, I'm going to do a very short tutorial on Dropbox for iOS. This is the Dropbox app available for the iPhone and iPod Touch. There is a Dropbox app available for the iPad that is customized to work with the iPad's larger screen. I have not played with the Dropbox for iPad app to know if the controls are different to use the larger screen, but I am assuming that a lot of the things you'll hear in this demonstration will also apply to the iPad. For this demonstration, I will be using an iPod Touch 3rd generation running the latest version of Apple firmware at this time as of late September 2011, and I am using VoiceOver. I have the latest available version of Dropbox from the App Store. The Dropbox for iOS app is free, just like the PC version. You just open the App Store, find Search on the bottom of your screen, type in Dropbox, and you should find it and be able to download it by clicking on the button that says Free, and then double tapping again when VoiceOver says Install. The installation process is no different than downloading and installing any other iOS app, so we're just going to start right now with the actual demo of Dropbox for iOS. My iPod is currently locked, so I'm going to unlock it. 906. And... Slide to unlock. Slide to unlock. Sounds. Folder. I'm now on my home screen, and I know Dropbox is in my utilities folder, so I'll flick right till I hear utilities. Music. Entertainment. Utilities. Folder. And there it is. Utilities. And the utilities folder has now been opened. Clock. Calculate. Voice net. Note. Maps. Stop. Contact. Calendar. Settings. Dropbox. I put all of my default apps, or most of them anyway, in my utilities folder. And Dropbox is also in here because I use it a lot and it's a very handy utility. So now that we found the Dropbox icon, let's double tap to open it. Dropbox. And we hear Dropbox. If we tap anywhere on the screen, Documentation. We hear Documentation. ACB Radio Elements. And touching on another place reveals ACB Radio Elements, etc. Let's use the four-finger single tap gesture, which... Dropbox. Heading. Dropbox. Heading. Which in voiceover moves us to the top of any screen. If we flick left, we hear the sound that means we're at the left. There's nothing to the left. So if we flick right... Edit. Button. We hear edit, which is where we can edit the things in our Dropbox, like the folder names and such. Search my Dropbox. Search field. There's a search field, which you can type in anything, and it'll search the files and folders in your Dropbox to find that file. Capital A. Heading. And now we hear capital A, and then it'll show us all of the files and folders in my Dropbox under the letter A. ACB radio elements. Back radio. Cap. Chasen. Cap- and these Z-box. are all my folder Z-box. names. Capital L. HS. Capital L. Documentation. And now, if we flick right, capital e, we hear capital E. El Alfabeto, doc, 23.0 KB, modified one week ago. 
We hear lalphabeto.doc, Microsoft Word file, modified a week ago. This is not a folder. The other, the other things we had been hearing were folder names. This is a file. So your files and folders are not separated, as you may be used to seeing. Your files and folders are organized alphabetically, but you may have files and folders both under that one heading. This file is a file that I need for Spanish class that I put in my Dropbox so I can study it on any of my computers. Capital HS, capital name menu, photos. I'm flicking to the right again. Seasons, capital tech update, capital website, selected. Dropbox. And we have now flicked past. That is my last folder. So if we flick right again. Selected. Dropbox. Button. We hear selected. Dropbox button. And that means that we are past all of the different files and folders in my Dropbox. I have a lot of things under each folder, but not too much in the root Dropbox directory. So we hear Dropbox, which is selected. We are now in the row of buttons at the bottom of the iPod screen. So if we touched in the very bottom left. Selected. We hear the same thing we heard when flicking, which is the selected Dropbox button. If we're in another screen of the Dropbox app, we could tap this to go back to the main screen of Dropbox that shows us our files and folders. Favorites button. Favorites. We can go in here and see files in our Dropbox that we've marked as a favorite. Uploads button. We hear uploads. Settings button. And settings. Flicking to the right again makes the bonk noise, as I call it. That tells you you're, you cannot flick anymore in that direction. So let's go back to the left. Website. Selected. Dropbox. Dropbox button. was the first icon on the bottom. Favorites. So button. if we tap on favorites. Selected. Favorites. And now that we've tapped on that, we can go up to the top left. Update all. Dimmed. Button. Update all. Favorites. Favorites. Edit. Dimmed. Button. Edit. Dimmed button. Favorites empty. Start your favorite files. Favorites are saved for offline access. Arrow button. Dropbox. And so we hear that I have no favorites, but we can mark a file as a favorite. So now you see why we can tap the Dropbox button, because you hear it's not the highlighted button. Because we're in a different screen, in this case the favorite screen, if we double tap the Dropbox button, selected Dropbox, we're back in the main Dropbox window. So let's go ahead and find a file. Capital S, heading, seasons, Spanish, capital, public, project, photos. Capital key, main menu, capital, main menu, one. Let's go ahead and open main menu. Main menu, one. Main menu, edit. Search this. And let's just go very quickly through the files in here. Search, ideas, main schedule, TV, selected. Schedule, main menus, TV, speed, complete. MP3, 21.1 megabytes. Modified one week ago. And we hear TV speak complete. This is a thing, this is something you've already heard on main menu, so let's double tap. And it should start to play. TV speak. Main menu, one, back button. Sometimes it can take. Hello and welcome to this audio presentation of TV speak, the Windows-based accessible television tuner. And let's pause it. So that's about TV speak. Now, you heard voiceover start talking very briefly. I used a voiceover gesture, which is the two-finger single tap, which will mute voiceover from talking. Now, let's see, now that we're playing a file, what controls we have. Main menu, one, back button. That's the back button to return to looking at the main menu folder for the main menu team. TV speak Here's complete. the name of the MP3, file. heading, zero, 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 seven. There's how far we zero, are in zero, the file. Zero, seven. 1% adjustable. That's the number of percent we are in the file. So how this works is it just basically tells us 
by a percent on a visual slider and for us it'll just read it. Now I'm not sure because I don't have enough sight to use Dropbox for iOS without voiceover, but I assume a sighted person could drag their finger up and down the slider to move through the file. However, with voiceover, this actually doesn't work, or at least I've never been able to get it to work. I'm not sure if this is a bug or if this is intended, but for now we'll have to use the previous and next buttons that we hear about later in this tutorial. Media back button, button, 25%. We hear media back button. Now this should actually work to move back. So if we double tap, we tap that. Media back button, media back button. That moves us back in the file. Like how it works in the iPod, which plays music, pressing these will move in big increments. In this case, tapping it moved us to the beginning of the file. If we pressed and held, tapped once, and then on the second tap held down, it would actually skip backwards, or it would do a rewind through the file. Now if we flick right, media play button, play, button. that's, we could tap this, media pause button, that be, then becomes a pause button, we can tap it and it'll pause. However, things we're voiceover users, we can use the two-finger double tap gesture, and that will be almost easier than finding that play button, but that is an option if you want it. Media forward button, button. Media forward button, uh, if we tap that, we'll jump ahead in the file. Media forward button, share. Button. Now, share, this would be able to share this file. We're not going to go into that because I don't want to share main menu content with others, but this would allow us to share this with someone else. Add to favorites. Button. We could add this to favorites, which is what we're going to do. Export. Dim. Button. Or we could export this, which is currently dimmed. We, we could just export it to somewhere else on the iPod. Add to so let's go back to add Button. to favorites. Remove from favorites. Button. Now we can remove from favorites. Now, beings were already in a playing file, we got to go back to the main main menu folder. Zero, zero, 16, TV, main. And I went to the top left of the screen. I had to flick left a couple times, but your back button is always, no matter what app you're in, usually will be in the top left of your screen. So I tapped the back button. Main We're back menu. in the root of the main menu folder. So Selected. in my Dropbox. bottom left, button. there's Dropbox favorites. and then Favorites. Button. Let's double Selected. tap again favorites. on Favorites. And if we flick... Dropbox, TV speak complete, MP3, 21.1 megabytes. The TV speak file is now in my favorites. So I'll be able to play that. I can mark any audio files or text files in my Dropbox and then be able to go in later and listen to, listen to or read the files that I've marked as a favorite. So now you know how favorites work. That's what the controls look like for an audio file. But let's go back Edit. to Dropbox, Dropbox. bottom left icon. Selected. Dropbox. And let's find a text file. Schedule of upcoming shows. TV schedule of upcoming shows. We're still in the main menu folder, of course, because where we left off. This app remembers where we left off, so let's go to the top left of the screen. Dropbox. Back button. Push the Dropbox button. We're Dropbox. back in the main Heading. Dropbox where I have some Word documents, mostly for my Spanish class. Project format. Doc. 33.0. Photos. Capital P. Main menu. Capital HS classes. Capital A. El Alfabeto. Doc. Let's just read a Basic Spanish El alphabet Alfabeto. file. Doc. Dropbox. El Alfabeto. A. A. And then this is actually arranged in a table, but voiceover, because of the way I'm flicking, will go column by column. So a. this is saying A, a. and then A, so you would pronounce it A. B. B. C. Set. And, and it's actually written in there, so it says Seth. So it's actually written phonetically how you'd spell it. Now, if we wanted to know that, we could, of course, use the voiceover commands to read character by character. C-H-J-D-D-E-E-F-E-G-J-H-H. 
Of course, it's pronouncing a lot of these wrong because this is the English voice, but you get the point of how the vowels work. Capital I, J, Joda, K, Ka. Let's go ahead and go to the bottom. Let's go start at the very bottom. We're going to start at the very bottom right. Export. Export. Button. Add to favorites. Add to favorites. Button. Share. Button. Share. These are the same as in an audio file. Yosel alfabeto ale. Zeta. Z. And so basically, as you can see, we don't have the audio controls, obviously, like we did in an audio file. It just shows us the text of the file, but you can still return to your Dropbox and do things like mark it as a favorite. So that's how your text files work. Let's tap back, Dropbox. top left corner. And Dropbox. now we've seen how that works. So bottom Upload. of the screen again, Dropbox we've looked at, favorites we've looked Uploads. at, Button. uploads we have not looked at. So let's go Connected. ahead and tap Upload. uploads. Settings, but favorite, Dropbox, uploads empty, upload photos and videos, save from your photo library to Dropbox. Now, as you heard, this allows us to upload a photo or video or probably even a recording that you've made on your iPhone, iPod Touch, or iPad. Now, because I have an old iPod Touch, I have the third generation. I don't have a camera on here, so I have to upload from photos that I have on here. But if you had a newer iPod Touch or an iPhone or an iPad 2, you could actually take a picture and go in here and upload it right from your camera into Dropbox. So here's where it tells you what to do. If we flick left, there's a button to add an upload. If we tap that, photo albums, cancel, button, photo albums, heading. I don't have any photos on this iPod, actually, so I can't really demonstrate to you how to upload. But you would just find your file in your photo albums, and you would go ahead and upload. So that's how that works. It's pretty self-explanatory, and that would just upload right into wherever you were in your Dropbox. Cancel. So let's go button. to cancel. Uploads. Favorites. Button. We've done favorites. Selected. Upload. We've done settings. uploads. Button. And the only thing we have left to look at is settings. I double-tapped it. Now, as you hear, in, dro in the Dropbox app, VoiceOver has a little focus issue. Sometimes when you double-tap on something, especially on one of the icons on the bottom of the screen, VoiceOver makes the noise like you double tapped on it. And it doesn't necessarily tell you that it launched that new screen. The same thing isn't on the screen. But if we tap anywhere, Dropbox help. we hear that we're definitely in a different screen. So let's use the four-finger single tap. Settings. Heading. Which will jump us so that if we flick left, we're at the top of the screen. So let's go to the right. Dropbox help. Dropbox help. We could tap there to get help. App version. One, four, two. That tells us the app version that we're running. Account. Heading. Email. Space used. 37.6% of 2.8 GB. So that tells you, if you ever want to know, how full is my Dropbox? Do I have room to put this in my Dropbox? You can look right here in settings and right after your email address, which I skipped, but that would just tell you the email address where your Dropbox is registered. You can see your percentage of and then a total amount. I can't tell you, for example, I have one gigabyte used, but it'll tell me that I have 36% of 2.8 gigabytes used. So let's flick right. Settings. Heading. Now here's our actual settings. Upload quality. Upload quality. If we tap, double tapped on this, which I'm not going to do because it's fairly self-explanatory, we just have choices of how good of quality we want our uploads to be. For example, if we're uploading a photo, do we want it to upload it in a, in a small resolution so it uses less data if you're on a cell network and uploads quicker? Or do we want it to really look nice and maybe take a little bit of data and some time to upload? So just going in there, you can just double tap on any of the upload settings. Passcode lock. Off. There you can turn on a passcode lock for your Dropbox. Pretty self-explanatory. Local storage. 1 GB. Local storage. 1 gigabyte. This is changeable. Again, you double tap and you can 
flick left and right until you find the amount you want and double tap on that to select that amount. So, for example, I changed it from the default. When I'm on the road, I might want to listen to something in my Dropbox that I placed in their podcast, for example, that I want to listen to on the road, either on my phone that may or may not support Dropbox, on my iPod if I have it with me, maybe even my computer if it's with me if I'm on a trip or something. So here I could tell my iPod, allow Dropbox to have this much of the internal storage to download these files. So my iPod will download one gigabyte of files. And then once it hits that, I can still look at those files and play them when I have an internet or a cellular connection, but I can't play them without any internet connectivity. So if you want all your Dropbox to be on your iPod, you can set that as high as you want, or if you want nothing, you can set it very low. This depends how much storage you have available on your device, as well as how much you want to be able to access. So that just allows you to say how many of the files are actually copied to the internal memory of your iOS device. View intro to Dropbox. View intro to Dropbox. You can also do this on the website at dropbox.com. That's fairly self-explanatory. I have not actually tried this on the iPod, but on the PC, it it was about halfway accessible. It could have been better, it could have been worse, but there were some pictures and such. But if you are interested in learning more about how to use Dropbox, you can choose this. Tell friends about Dropbox. That is where you can tap to tell your friends about Dropbox. You can either get a link or enter someone's email address. You can either give them that link or just have Dropbox send them an email. If they sign up for Dropbox based on your link or your email, you and them will both get extra space. So that just allows you to invite someone to Dropbox. Send feedback. That allows you to send feedback about the iOS app. If you're having some accessibility flaws, you can go ahead and do that. Unlink iPod from Dropbox. Button. If you just don't want this iPod to get all your stuff from your Dropbox or you're selling your iPod or something like that, you'll definitely want to unlink your device from Dropbox so that the next person that uses it, if you share your device with, some, with someone else, for, for example, won't be able to see your Dropbox. You'll just need to unlink it and Dropbox won't even know about syncing with this iPod. You don't even necessarily need to delete the Dropbox app. You just need to unlink it. Dropbox. Button. And then we're back to the bottom buttons on the screen for Dropbox. I'm going to lock my screen. Screen lock. So to kind of review what we've learned, Dropbox has just different screens. By default, you're in your screen of files and folders. You can choose any file and it'll show it or play it if it's an audio file. On the bottom of your screen, you have four buttons and you can go in there to do different things with Dropbox, like play your favorite files, upload some pictures you've taken, view your Dropbox or change your settings. As you can see, the Dropbox for iOS app is a very simple but yet very powerful Dropbox app. It syncs automatically with Dropbox when you have an internet connection, so you'll always be able to have your Dropbox on the go. I appreciate the feedback we've received about the original Dropbox for Windows tutorial. So if you have any feedback on this, go ahead and email it to the main menu friends mailing list, which you can subscribe to at mm-friends-subscribe at acbradio.org, or you can just email the the main menu staff directly at mainmenu at acbradio.org. That's mainmenu at acbradio.org. If you have any thoughts on this tutorial, you would like to see more Dropbox info or more iOS info, let us know. Or if I made any errors in this tutorial, which I don't think I did, but just in case, just let us know. We always love to hear your feedback here at Main Menu. So if you have any feedback, go ahead and subscribe to our friends list, or you can send it to mainmenu at acbradio.org. I hope this tutorial wasn't too fast or too disorganized for you. I hope you got the information that all of you were seeking about Dropbox for iOS. 
Again, if you have any questions or comments, please contact us, and thank you for listening to this review of Dropbox for iOS. You're listening to ACB Radio Mainstream's Main Menu, and I'm Chase Crispin. We, the Main Menu team, would love to hear from you, the listener. To interact with the show, send an email to mainmenu at acbradio.org. Follow us on Twitter by going to twitter.com slash mainmenu. Visit our webpage at http colon slash slash mainmenu.acbradio.org. To join a mailing list where you can interact with other listeners, send a blank message to mm-friends-subscribe at acbradio.org. Take the show with you wherever you go by subscribing to our podcast feed in the iTunes store or at http colon slash slash mainmenu.acbradio.org slash rss.php. We would love to hear from you, so keep in touch. This is Chase Crispin, and today I'm here to talk to you about a topic that many people are asking me questions about. I'm not actually going to be demoing anything, but just here to talk to you for a few minutes about how to run Windows on a Mac using Boot Camp. I've mentioned this in a couple main menu interviews. The first one was the one, and both times people have asked me, how does that work? Boot Camp is just one of the ways you can install Windows on a Mac. You can also use a program like VMware Fusion. You can run a program called Parallels, and there are other methods. However, if you use Boot Camp, you actually boot your Mac into Windows, as opposed to having a virtual operating system or something like that. The advantage to this is you can totally install Windows and boot into full Windows and have it act like a normal Windows computer, or boot into the Mac and have it act like a full normal Mac computer. How this is usually done is booting up the computer, holding down the Option key. So you'll hold Power and Option together. You'll hold the Option key for about five seconds or so, you'll let go of it. And if you press Enter, you'll boot into the Mac. If you right arrow and press Enter, you'll boot into Windows. Bootcamp supports many types of the Windows operating system, including Windows XP, Windows Vista, and Windows 7, several types of each. For example, Home Premium, Business, etc. If you look at your drives list, either on the Mac or in Windows, you will see two things, a Macintosh HD and a Windows C. This is Windows C colon backslash. So your hard drive is actually partitioned to have a part for the Macintosh HD and a part for the C drive. When you boot into Windows, it acts like a full normal Windows computer. Most assistive technology and software in general should function in Boot Camp without any major errors. You are still running Windows on a computer. So it, for the most part, works the same. The keyboard layout will be different depending on which computer you have, but usually the command key is going to be the Windows key, the option key is going to be the alt key, and the control key will be the control key. If you want to start using a Mac, but you're not ready to just jump in with the Mac, some people really like to boot camp their computer and run Windows and gradually start using more and more of the Mac so that you can still be in a familiar environment, but have the new Mac operating system there to learn as you wish. This is what I did on my school Mac, and it seemed to work very well. I could gradually switch tasks that I knew I could do on the Mac over as I began to be more comfortable with them. 
The only considerations that you might need are if your Mac can handle 32 or 64-bit windows, how much storage space you want Mac and Windows to have, or how large you want each partition to be, and if you have enough RAM to run two operating systems. Note that one operating system will only be up at one time, but you'll want to read Boot Camp Info on the Mac site to make sure that everything will be compatible. I'm not going to go into the Boot Camp installation here, as a lot of this info can be found on the Apple website at apple.com. Boot Camp comes installed on all Macs with Mac OS 10.6.0 and later. You must purchase your Windows license to run in Boot Camp separately. If you want to move information from another computer over to Windows on your Mac, just put, put it in the C drive on the computer in the appropriate folders. If you go to a local Apple store, they should be able to help you move information onto the Mac side, but if you know what folder your documents, music, etc. are in, you can just find a, you can go into Finder on the Mac, find a drive that says Windows C, and find the folders in there. Note that programs made for Windows will not run when you're booted into the Mac operating system, but this will allow you to find your documents, etc. that you found and have on the Windows side when you're in the Mac side. The reverse is true if you have documents or music on the Mac side and you're in Windows. You'll go to Windows Explorer and find Macintosh HD, which will be followed by a letter. In there, Browse the folders until you find the file you want. Just keep in mind that Mac programs will not run under Windows. If you have questions about this procedure or how things work, either on the Mac or Windows or with Boot Camp, feel free to visit apple.com and read the documentation there. You can also email me at chase at acbradio.org. I hope this very, very brief explanation of bootcamping a Mac to run Windows has answered some of your questions and maybe explained things a little more. And as I said, feel free to contact me with any questions. That concludes this edition of Main Menu. We trust you've enjoyed the program. On behalf of the entire Main Menu team... I'm Jamie Pauls wishing you and yours a great week.